Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow, the, follow money. the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. Yes, we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. As always, we are absolutely loaded, going hardcore today with six NFL playoff games. We have Lawrence Tynes, former Giants kicker on the show in an hour. Giants, Vikings with him, NFL better and handicapper Adam Chernoff on the show today. Kevin Roth, meteorologist, Roto-Grinders. We need like a good four or five minutes from him today on the weather up in Santa Clara for the Niners and Seahawks. Mm. And Chris Bennett is a uh, Circa Sportsbook manager here where we broadcast from every day. Super sharp on the NFL. He'll join the show coming up in about two and a half hours, Paulie. Plenty of news to kick over at the beginning of this show from yesterday. We did learn straight from Lamar Jackson on his Twitter account that, uh, yeah, there's nothing you know, nefarious going on. Uh, it's not a joke. He's not you know, holding up because of the contract. He's injured. He tweeted out that it's uh, a PCL grade two sprain, borderline of a strain three. There is still inflammation around his knee, and he remains unstable. Certainly not going to go in this game against the Bengals. And if they would somehow pull off what is now a pretty significant you know, upset, would we even see Lamar in round two? Good question. And I would say no. I mean, you got to get on the practice field first. Uh, the other thing is it appears they get good news on Huntley, but they might be better off with Anthony Brown. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Huntley, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and a QBR of 41. Ravens, 
his his yards, 130, 115, 138, 88, and 187. And their points since Lamar got hurt, 9, 16, 3, 17, 13, and 16. Mercy. I mean, this is hideous what's happened to the Baltimore offense since he got hurt. So uh, you get the bad news there. Do they have any chance against the Bengals with this anemic offense so far? And it's just got to be the recipe for what Pittsburgh did in week one. Bengals have won six in a row at home. Steelers were plus five in the turnover battle in that game. Still needed McPherson to miss a field goal and survive in overtime yep. this, uh, to get the win. Yeah, this is why like the NFL regular season is basically two or even three seasons in one, like every single year. Because the Ravens' defense to begin the year, I mean, that's the reason why they were blowing all those big leads. I mean, go back to the Dolphins game. They were up 35-14, and mm-hmm. they allowed Tua to scorch that secondary. But after they made that trade for Roquan Smith, it flipped, yes. right? And now, over the past five or six weeks, it's like, oh my God, they're going to waste this defense because it's been awesome, and teams can't really do a lot of damage against it. Uh, we talked about that with the Broncos all year long. They wasted what was an incredible defense, and the offense was just sputtering the entire time. But because of the Lamar injury, this offense can do nothing to help out that unit, basically. Yep. And it stinks. Yep. And because this this team... Be absolutely dangerous. I, it's a shame it, this happened. Yes. They're good enough to win the whole thing. Yes. It's a shame for football fans. We couldn't see Lamar go Sunday. Uh, it would have been a great matchup. And then uh, they win the first meeting, which Tucker hit the game-winning field goal at the gun. You're right. They, this team was live to do damage in the playoffs. I just don't see how they have uh, much of a chance unless Cincinnati implodes Sunday night because uh, they just have they have no passing attack, and it's just unless someone goes crazy on the ground or Burrow uh, turns it over, which I can't see as well. It's 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 going to be a long night for Baltimore. Yep, I would actually put this one almost on the same level as Lamar. And before you freak out over that, it's because I like the Bengals to win the game anyway. Like I think there's a chance the Chargers can also make a deep run in the AFC playoffs. I love Herbert. I mean, with that dude and that cannon for an arm, they could probably go anywhere and win, and that number's now up to two and a half. If that touches three, though, are we getting a little out of control? Th- this is what I'm talking about. Brandon Staley came out, and he said that he's the head coach of the Chargers. Mike Williams will travel with the team, and he's officially questionable for the game. Quote, the reps aren't what matter. The rest is. End of quote. Bridget Condon had that tweet yesterday, and I think the entire country was speechless when they saw that come across their oh, timeline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to, in light of what just happened in a meaningless game where you're locked in, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you have to be strong on this. Number one, if he doesn't play or if he's compromised and he's 60% and they lose, I think it's a fireable offense. I think it's that egregious what he did. There's nothing on the line. You have a guy who's been banged up the whole season. You need him for the playoffs. His whole career. And that's true. And you saw what happened with Bosa earlier. Why is he out there? And the guy has to get carted off and needs help walking to the bus. And you might not have him in the biggest game of the season because you're talking about, ah, you know, there's no right way to play this and all that. I mean, he, he, the guy's an absolute wild card. And the other thing, too, is like, why are you influenced by social media and others with his rabbit ears? I have no idea what this guy will do Saturday night. For example, if it's fourth and goal from the three, what will he do? I have, he's capable of anything. It's a total coin flip. He's now. also flipped from being aggressive and kicking, going for it fourth and goal from the four, as opposed he might kick field goals fourth and one now. He sure from could. the twenty yard line. Yeah. This guy's completely total wild card with what he could do for fourth down stuff and 
This is a guy who went for it from at his own 20 last year, and it didn't work. Yeah. Actually, twice. The Sunday night game against the Raiders, and then when they got housed in Baltimore. So this, I think, uh, you concur? This is a fireable offense if this guy can't play and they lose the game. Well, okay, so uh, I will add on top of that this. Remember, Michael Lombardi came on with us on Monday. VEASAN host, longtime executive. You, again, agree or disagree, he ranked the most important Chargers after Herbert in order, he said it's Bosa and Williams. Yeah. That's it, because Williams is a game-changer on offense. Keenan Allen, very good, more of a possession guy, and you can neutralize Keenan Allen. This guy, Mike Williams, is a game-breaker, and he's the most explosive guy that Herbert can throw to. He ranked both, all of those guys ahead of Eckler yep. at the running back spot. Um, I would absolutely... I mean, if they lose this game, I mean, you're telling me that this team should not make a run at Sean Payton next Hello. year? Absolutely. That's the guy. Oh this is God. the job Sean Payton should go after because of Justin Herbert. And totally that's, a, that's an automatic upgrade then because you, this guy, Brandon Staley, thought he found a loophole in football. I mean, it's been around for a long time, dude. You're going to make up your own rules and be a, uh, you know, a, a total wild card, like you said? I, I, I can't trust the guy as far as I can throw him. He yep. thought he was innovative, uh, he found something new, uh, going, you know, marching by the beat of his own drum, dancing by his own rules. It's not the way it works. And then he's flipped because, like you said, he found the pressure the media got to him. Uh, he could I, decide the game with some of his decisions clear, Saturday night. I clear think. coaching edge to Jacksonville and Doug Peterson okay. here. This is Brandon Staley. He was asked if he could go back to last Sunday and do things differently. I stand behind what we did in that football game. I think, you know, all my players are really important to me. And there were a lot of players that were you know, playing in that game that we're in harm's way. That's just the nature of football. And it's very difficult to decide who plays and who doesn't and who's more valuable than the rest. And what you're trying to do is set a standard for your program about how you do things. And um, that's, the, that's what I believe in. And um, I didn't want anybody to get hurt in that game, regardless of their status, because um, everybody's important. Um, so, um, you know, we're just hoping Mike gets back. But, um, you know, we're going to be ready to play on Saturday. Just doubling down. I don't make mistakes. As you said, the same thing happened while they, they were at the same time how Dable treated the Giants game. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he found a loophole and was able to make it work, was sitting everybody. You can't do this. Guys have to play. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah that, that I, so, the soundbite from after the game on Sunday where he's like, we only had 48 guys on game day. Yeah. He's like, I got to play guys, right? Did you see Tampa? You, you, Tampa couldn't improve their seed. Brady played a quarter, and that was it. Uh, again, he saw the third-string quarterback in that game. Again, this guy thinks that he found something that nobody's ever considered before in the NFL. Why have teams been doing this for as long as we can remember? Sitting players when yeah. the game doesn't matter. But to you, uh, no, I only have 48 guys. I can't make it happen. Oh, God. I hope he it's, plays. It's a terrible but, answer. Yeah, unbelievable. My God. How disappointing was the news with uh, Atlanta? Yeah, I don't care for that. Yeah, very, very disappointed in the league. Well, we, we someone woke Adele up, so that's good. We get the announcement, but the AFC title game, neutral site, Buffalo and Kansas City, in Atlanta, both teams, outdoors, cold-weather cities, and eh, we're going inside. As one person tweeted, at least the food will be cheap. I, I can't believe they did this. Now, Lombardi has been saying the league is, is, wants a Final Four-type atmosphere and that type of deal for the championship games, and maybe this could lead to something down the road. But of all the choices that were out there, I mean, it doesn't make. I, I wanted, I wanted outside and, and weather so to be I. involved. So the, the closer we got to the league making a decision, I mean, the feedback that we got from people who travel quite a bit, they made good points, and they said you need a major American airport hub as a city. And we brought up a bunch of other cities that could work, and they're like, 
KC is difficult to get to in the first place. Like you can never fly directly into KC. It's like a layover somewhere. And so some of these other cities that we brought up, it wouldn't make any sense because the airport cannot house that many flights. Atlanta is a major American airport hub. Um, so that's why I think a spot like that eventually kind of was the decision maker. It doesn't have to be Atlanta. You can find other spots in the country, obviously, that would work. But I think that probably had a lot to do with it. I will say this. You take this game now away from KC or Buffalo being played outdoors and put it indoors, anything below 60, and I would consider going over on the total. Oh, yeah. There's no stops in that game. We saw what happened last year when they played in the final three minutes of the game. Yes. It was a ping-pong match. No stops in that game. I will agree with that one. And with Mahomes and Allen going back and forth, yeah. good luck to the defenses. Yeah, yeah. All right, with the start of the new year, Paulie, happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> Give it Bet, to me. Bet Rivers Where's Online. Larry David? Uh, online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. And whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join them every week for their new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Bet Rivers, where it's a whole new game. Paulie will run down last night's betting action in win some, lose some. That's coming up next. Plenty of upsets again in the NHL and in college basketball. And we will tell you everything you need to know about the new playoff overtime rules. Yes, they are different than what we uh, are used to and uh, what we've watched in previous playoffs or regular seasons throughout the years. That's coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, VSIN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10, plus get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wagering on more than 300 tracks, AI assisted picks. First Bet app, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. Details at vsin.com slash horses. Please support them and sign up now. Welcome in. This is Follow the Money on vsin, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard. Yeah, we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Six games coming up in the NFL playoffs this weekend. And uh, the game in the middle on Sunday is... uh, Paul, you called this the Fugazi Bowl yeah. a couple of weeks ago when they played in the regular season. The Vikings are lane three, total around 48 or 48 and a half. And former Giants kicker, two-time Super Bowl champ, Lawrence Tynes joins the program now. Lawrence, thanks for the time today. How are you? Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, I just have one quick question before we get started. Am I your first kicker ever on this show? Ooh, I believe so. Might be. Yes, and it's a pleasure. Yes, yes. We've had I a punter, though. We've made it. Yeah. We've have, we have a punter. Yeah. Yeah, punters don't count. <laughs> they, oh, they don't count? Okay. Right. Yeah, they don't do anything except hold balls. That's it. That, is that it? <laughs> w- would you mock and make fun of punters during practice? Uh, everyone except Steve Weatherford, because he'd probably kick my ass. <laughs> oh, he, he was built like a baby. He was huge, wasn't he? Yeah, he's still huge. He's like 250 right now, walking around looking like a gorilla. Wow. Man. Okay, so he doesn't joke like around. 8% body fat. Uh yeah, these these kids now, man. These punters and kickers, they're units. They're they're absolutely ripped. Yeah. Well, let, let's start with this. Okay. So in this game coming up on Sunday again, your former club, the Giants, taking on the Vikings, and the Vikings at Football Outsiders, Lawrence, they have the thirtieth ranked special teams in the entire league. It was not a good year this year for that unit. So there's no doubt, Brian Dable, the Giants, they they're aware of this, right? They know how bad the special teams has been. As a guy who kicked and was a part of uh, the special teams unit for so many years, when, when you knew that your opponent was weak in that part of the game, would you guys game plan for that specifically during the week? Yeah, no question about it. Um, if you can find any weak link in the playoffs, you try to exploit it. You know, interesting that you said they're ranked 30th. They, you know, I think the Giants lost the game three weeks ago because the Vikings blocked a Giants punt. Right. Yep, yep. Um, it was a big turning point in the game. 
And I want to say the Vikings have the most blocked punts of the season. They do bring a rush a lot, but in terms of coverage, they're not very good. So, you know, special teams and running the football are always big in the, in, in the playoffs, as you guys know, and you guys watch this game. Uh, I always look for those two things. Obviously, you got to play great defense, but look for a big play on special teams. I think the Giants have been close all year on a on a kickoff return or punt return, and maybe they get one on Sunday. Do you think a game could be decided because of a missed extra point? And maybe in this game, Joseph has missed six oh, on the season. Yeah, you know, it's interesting with him. He hit a 61-yarder to beat the Giants three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, it was his longest kick ever. Um yeah, I, I, you know, that 33-yard extra point, thank God I was retired by then. I didn't have to make any of those. <laughs> um, man, that is a real kick. Why, uh, though? It, why? It, it, why? Why what? Why is it a real well, kick? Yeah, because the, the former extra you, point at, like, what, 19 yards was yards. automatic. 20, 20 yards. yards. Automatic. Yeah. No, yeah, but, yeah, go ahead. You just cannot miss hit a ball from 33 and make it, if that makes any sense. You cannot, okay. you know, a 20-yarder, you were literally just going out there and just going getting a warm-up kick it didn't matter i mean obviously i you know you miss one here and there once every five years but this 33 yarder you cannot miss hit it um you have to hit a good ball uh especially if you're outdoors in the winter and the cold weather so um yeah it's really changed the game in my opinion that kick that's one thing that's certainly changed the nfl have you had the yeps before oh yeah probably uh, uh, not very long because obviously the guys who have it longer don't play in the NFL right. very long. So, um, but you can get them. Yeah, some days the uprights look, you know, this big, and some days they look this big. It just depends on you know if you guys play golf, if you're hitting it good, mm -hmm. or putting it good. Sometimes the cup looks really big. Uh, it's the same thing, same concept. So, but yeah, everyone goes through ups and downs. It's, sure, it, the guys who can't get over those misses are the guys who kick rocks. So. The well, you could also tie it into maybe not having confidence as well, which leads me into yeah. same same question: Are you concerned about McPherson and Butker? Well, how they've had they've been especially McPherson. He was so good last year, and a reason they won the Super Bowl. He's been all over the place this year. Yeah, my eyebrows always go up after a young kid. You know, you think of like a Blair Walsh. He was a Pro Bowler his rookie year, kind of like McPherson was. Uh, I don't know if he made the Pro Bowl, but he had an outstanding season. Um, I live in Kansas, so I'm privy to the to the all the you know the hate towards Harrison Butker I'm like he's still the number two ranked kicker all time he is going through a stage though where uh you know there's some issues going on between their operations so mm -hmm. and now it's in his head a little bit uh yeah it you know kicking is tough it, it, it's it's year after year you got to go prove yourself McPherson will you know you'll see guys rise up in the playoffs I think McPherson seems like that kind of kid that he loves the spotlight he will he will rise up and kick well, and, and same for Bucker. But Bucker has more of an operational issue, and I, you know, I don't know that you can fix that because it's in his head, and he he doesn't snap the ball and he doesn't hold it. Let's follow the money here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Lawrence Tynes, our guest, former kicker in the league, won two Super Bowls with the Giants. He's on Twitter at lt for kicks, and his two podcasts are called Kicks and Picks, and also the New York Post Blue Rush podcast as well. We kicked this around in the first hour of today's show, Lawrence. There's a prop up um, at William Hill this weekend, and we have six games. So combined missed extra points. It's one and a half. The over is minus 120. I like the over. I think we get at least two. What say you? Yep. I'd definitely take that. You yeah, would? I like, you know, I, I would look for these outside games. I, I, do we have any dome 
domed uh, playoff games? I don't think we do. We have uh, um, we have one. The, the yeah, your game, the Giants and Vikings. Oh, Minnesota. I'm sorry. Yeah, duh. Uh, yeah. So you know, you could. The, here's another thing too that people have to consider is is this late in the season, the fields are chewed up. You know, it's really. Mm. That plays into it too, right? You get this little, you know, you see the field, it's sandy, and on TV it looks great because they painted it green. Um, field conditions are really the number one, you know, problem for kickers if it's a grass field. That's that's what always kind of gave me some anxiety in games was, you know, how is the field? I don't care what the wind is, what the weather is. If I'm on field turf, I feel great because I know I'm going to have a solid plant. I'm going to be able to get after the football a little bit. So, these grass games, looking for it to happen in the grass in the grass fields, uh, you know, because the, the fields at this point in the season are pretty chewed up. So Tampa's one of them, right? That's going to be a grass game. I could see one there. Um, where's that list at? You have that list up again? The, the, uh, uh, the Niners game yeah. for sure because we're going to have bad weather tomorrow as well, the way it yeah. appears. Yep. So, so uh, yeah. So Robbie Gould and Jason Myers are going at it. Robbie Gould's a good buddy of mine. So, hmm. yeah, I could definitely see. I'd take that. Over one and a half. Okay, excellent. Uh, do you think the Giants win Sunday? I mean, the, you meant keep uh, the the rematch was such a great game, uh, the first meeting. But they also the Giants outgained them by a hundred yards. I think they're on a total free roll. I mean, this wasn't supposed to happen, and Dayball could win Coach of the Year, and he gets them in the playoffs right off the bat. Yeah, I do. I, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily being a homer here. I, I do study the NFL. Um, you know, the, the Vikings are really banged up on the O-line. And, yep, and, yep. and Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau are playing at a really high level the last four or five games. Aziz has not been really healthy. Uh, but here's the problem. It, it, we can talk about the edge guys all we want. The two interior guys, Leonard Williams and, and Dexter Lawrence, who was all pro, they're going up against like their third center, their mm -hmm. third or fourth right tackle. Um, and they, you know, they really gave Kirk Cousins problems. The Giants lost that game because of, Two reasons. Two turnovers last last time and a block punt. Other than that, if they can just hold on to the football, you know, I said on our show this week, I think the Giants win comfortably. I think Ooh. it's by a touchdown. I picked them 27-20. You get the one score game thing is out the window for me. I, I, I'm I'm done talking about the Vikings one score games. <laughs> the Giants are the much better team, and I think they win very comfortably. So I took them 27-20. Is this a uh, Daniel Jones game then? He's been really good down the stretch. Is it more of a Barkley game? How do you think they beat him up then on offense? I think it's a Saquon. I, I think you got it. You know, if you look, I think last year, six out of the seven games uh, in the first round were won by the team who ran the ball the best. So I, I, I take Saquon. Saquon's healthy. He didn't play last week, so he's really fresh. He wants the ball. Saquon's the kind of player that wants the football. You know, he only had – 14 carries last game for 84 yards, so six yards a clip. They will get the passing game going, but I, you know, Daniel Jones didn't run much at all either last game. Uh, he threw it a lot, but you get Daniel going, Saquon going, and you get, you know, hit some play action passes. I, I just think the Giants are the better team. Uh, you know, they're playing the best football, and the most important thing, they're the healthiest team. That you know, if you look at the Giants' injury report, they don't have a single player that missed practice. Yeah, that could be yesterday. huge. None. Yeah. That's a big deal in the playoffs because it's all about health. Yep. Hey, Lawrence, we have like a minute left here. What's the conversation like between kickers and a coach? Like when you go out there and try it in pregame and then during the game when you might need a field goal, you're going back and forth. I'm good from 56. I'm only good from 51. What's that like? You know, it, it happens every game. It's just yeah. like protocol, right? Coach will come up. Hey, Lawrence, what's going on? How are you feeling today? And, you know, you tell them like you tell them a number, whether it's 57, but then in game, you always add two or three yards because of adrenaline. Um, you can't replicate that when you're in warm up. 
So for me, I always had a sweet spot of like three extra yards. Okay. You know, if you think back to my kick in Green Bay mm-hmm. uh, in the NFC Championship many years ago, sure. I didn't make a kick past 45 yards in warm-up. You know, we didn't really have a ton of kicks, but that 47-yarder was probably good from 50 just because you're so juiced up. Yeah. So. That's a great answer. Mm. Adrenaline plays a factor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very good. Uh, follow him on Twitter again. He is at LT for Kicks. The podcasts are called Kicks and Picks and also New York Post Blue Rush Podcast. Pleasure talking to you today, Lawrence. Thanks for the time. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Yep. You, you too. too. Nice job. Awesome. Take care. Uh, I would say Bu- yeah. Drew Butler qualifies as a kicker. So we are at two for two on kicker guests. Yes. Very good. Up next. Thanks, they went easy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Playoff ATS records for coaches and also first-time playoff quarterbacks. Next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home, all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Great house special that's up. Combined points in all the playoff games. Whether it's football, hockey, or basketball, they have you covered. Join them every week for new promotions. Tuesday hockey, first goal insurance. Sunday football parlay insurance. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers, folks. Here we go. A longtime friend of the show, NFL handicapper and better Adam Chernoff joins the program. His uh, podcast is called The Simple Handicap. Good morning, Adam. How are you? Doing great. Hard to believe that we're down to four more shows this season. It's flying by. Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, I know you wanted to comment on uh, something that was taking off on VSIN uh, about some betting advice that uh, was making the rounds a little bit yesterday. What were your thoughts on that? Well, it's the playoffs, and so we're going to get a lot of posts and tweets because everybody's looking around, looking for bets. And the truth is that when it comes to opinions on games and teams, I think it's free game for anybody to come out and have a big stance or take a big opinion on teams. And I'm certainly in that group that'll go and and say some pretty wild things about teams and games, especially in the early parts of the season. And and that's all kind of what everybody in sports media, especially on the betting side is there for. But when it comes to pushing specific betting related topics, it's a slippery slope because we're in a spot where anybody can come out and say and and promote any sort of stats or angles. Uh, but a lot of times they're done so in a context that can be very misleading because anybody can come out and do it. And if there's no real betting acumen behind it, well, that can be pretty problematic. And so when it comes to this week, when you're seeing things about point spreads not mattering, when you're seeing things about consensus reports and how one-sided they are, just know that while those can be use this content that is very popular because people want to see it. A word of advice to betters would be knowing that a lot of that can be incredibly misleading, especially on a week like this where we're down to six games uh, with incredibly sharp numbers across the board. It's something just to keep in the back of your mind that there's usually a lot more to what is presented, especially if it's out there to get a lot of clicks. Tomorrow we start with the Niners and Seattle. It has not gone well for Seattle's offense in the two meetings. Geno's <laughs> no, turning the ball over a lot. Uh, he's a dollar sixty to throw an interception. You got Seattle on a one and seven ATS run against the red hot Niners, who've won ten in a row, eight and two ATS run. What do you think of this one? Seattle's offense has struggled any time it's gone up against any defense that's rated inside the top ten. San Francisco twice. 
It's been ugly. They went against the Jets. It was ugly, too. There's been very few occasions where they've had to step up. But here you go with another one. And I have to think it's a little bit concerning when you see Pete Carroll in the week of press conferences saying, like, "Ah, it's unfortunate we have to face San Francisco. They're a real juggernaut. And so it's like, what is that sort of insinuate is coming? Um, Like you mentioned, they struggled both times against Seattle. I don't know what's different this week. It's really just a spot where the Seahawks got the help to get in, and now it's another just brutal matchup. When the number came out, and I was looking for a reason to potentially find the path to bet Seattle, because if you look at like the board as a whole and these bigger favorites, if there's one that you can see cracks in just from the surface, you would think that it's Brock Purdy, first playoff start, third string quarterback. Because these other big favorites, Josh Allen, one of the best QBs in the league. Joe Burrow, one of the best QBs in the league. Next week, it'll be Mahomes. The Niners were kind of the one that just doesn't quite fit. But you look at this matchup, and it's just all things pointing towards San Francisco. The Seahawks defense struggles against a run, struggles against passes to tight ends, struggles against passes to running backs. That's exactly what San Francisco does exceptionally well. And I just don't know where the answers come for Seattle on either side of the football, especially if there's some wind, especially if there's some rain that's lingering in the forecast. Mm -hmm. Not going to lay the nine and a half, but the Niners in a teaser leg, um, getting them down to three if you have a spot where teasers push on a tie or two and a half if you can find the book that will do that. Uh, a really good teaser like this week that we'll pair with someone else here in just a couple seconds. Okay. Uh, I saw you on Nesson. Good job as always. What do you want to do in the Saturday night game? A prop you like? Uh, prop I like is Keenan Allen over receiving yards. That's at 76 and a half this morning. Um, think this is a spot where Mike Williams is going to be less than 100% if he's expected to play. That puts more of the spotlight on Allen. He runs a lot of routes from the slots. They're moving him around a little bit since he came back healthy. That'll be a big benefit against the Jags defense that struggles in those specific spots. Herbert throws 40-plus attempts per game. That means there's a lot of opportunities. And to me, the Jags defense, look at what they face down the stretch. Three backup quarterbacks, Josh Dobbs, Davis Mills, Driscoll. They had Streveler and Zach Wilson. It was three weeks in a row. Yeah. Pretty comfortable for this defense. Now stepping up in class against this Chargers offense. Much different story. But I'd say the same thing for the Chargers, too. Down the stretch, a very soft schedule of opposing offenses as their defense got healthier. Now it's a spot where the Chargers, too, are stepping up. And neither of these offenses down the stretch were in situations in the second half where they were coming from behind and really being pressed or pushed in negative game states where they're trailing by a score or more. And so looking at the total here, uh, quite like the over in the full game as well at 47 and a half. Yeah, I think we're going to get points in that game as well. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Adam Chernoff is our guest, NFL handicapper and better. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap. How many points would you need to bet Skylar Thompson and the Dolphins? Is 13 and a half enough? <laughs> no, no, it's not enough. <laughs> I don't, it's, it's a very big number. They didn't trust him against the Jets in a 6-6 game to throw on third and six across midfield. (laughs) And then fourth down came up, and they ran a pitch play off tackle. Like, they have zero trust in Skylar Thompson. They could get away with it against the Jets. They're not getting away with it here against the Bills. This is rough. And beyond Thompson, there's offensive line injuries and multiple positions. Tyreek Hill, 
far from 100%. Right. Raheem Mostert banged up, just had surgery on his thumb. Uh, this is bad all the way around. Don't really need to spend much time here on this spot. Uh, Bills minus 13 and all right. a half. Take some Jacecki over, my friend. Take some Jacecki over. How about the middle game? The Fugazi Bowl, round two. Here we go. <laughs> Giants and Vikings. Take it away. Well, we'll find out which of these two teams is more overrated later on on Sunday afternoon. Um, watch the injury report for the Giants. Dory Jackson, their best mm -hmm. corner, potentially set to return. Xavier McKinney, he's going to be out there. Leonard Williams, a big name to watch as well. He's expected to go. Um, very good interior defensive line here for the Giants. If they get some secondary help back behind it as well. This could be trouble because the Vikings with Bradbury, it wasn't overly optimistic this week at him being out there. Uh, he had that car accident back in November that still has the back issues. So if it's another third string center for the Vikings and the Giants get a lot of help back on defense, I think that's going to be really tough for the Vikings to sustain offense throughout the course of the game. And on the other side, it's Brian Dayball in, again, a rematch of a game that we just saw a couple weeks ago. One of the best offensive coaches in the league from a game planning perspective. Mike Kafka has been brilliant with play calling all season long. And so this is a spot where they just saw this team and just saw this defense that's not very good. I think the Giants mm -hmm. can find some success offensively. And again, uh, that offensive line for the Vikings, big trouble in the middle, especially if the Giants get some help in the secondary, what this interior offensive line can do. Uh, would lean to the Giants here getting a field goal. Down to two minutes, Adam. I just made the case if the Bengals get up to 10, I will be on the Ravens. Uh, will you be on, on the Ravens as well? It, it's ugly, but here again, another offensive line that has issues. I know Burrow last year was able to navigate it all playoffs, but last week we saw this Ravens defense with starters out, with the game essentially being a throwaway and a rest game in the second half really give this Bengals offense a lot of fits with what they did up front. So if we see the 10, if Huntley is confirmed in, with this total so short at 40, I think it's hard not to make the case that this number is a little bit inflated here on the Bengals. So yes, if we see the 10 and Huntley is in, I will be with you in betting Baltimore. Okay, and who's your dance partner on the teaser to go along with the Niners? Along with the Niners, tease the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up. I think that's the leg that makes, makes the most sense. You could also look at the Giants, but just for sake of what we're looking at this morning, the Bucs are the teaser leg that makes the most sense. Getting them at home with an offense that is certainly healthier than we've seen it, but also I think we're starting to see play calling improve just a little bit against this Cowboys defense, which has fallen off down the stretch. I think there's potential here for the Bucs offense to continue to do what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. And then defensively, the Buccaneers, another team that's getting healthier within the secondary. That Cowboys team against that Washington defense last week was ugly. And that was a, another game where, again, Washington was making switches, a little bit of a throwaway game for them, and they were able to give this Cowboys offensive line and Dak a lot of trouble too. So I cer certainly think the Bucs here can do very similar, both sides of the football have some advantages. So if you're teasing them up at home in the playoff game here, I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go along with that 49ers teaser. All right, pal. Best of luck this weekend. Thanks for the time as always. Same to you guys. Enjoy the weekend as well. Follow him on Twitter. He's at Adam Chernoff. Again, the podcast is called The Simple Handicap. We'll get a little bit deeper into uh, teasers this weekend. Tease up, tease down pass. Which team screws up the Moneyline Parlay? On Follow the Money, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Great menu, ton of props, house specials up as well. Total points in the weekend up at Bet Rivers, your home for the latest lines, odds, and boost. Join them every week for great promotions Tuesday hockey, first goal insurance, Sunday football parlay insurance. Uh, Good menu with soccer as well. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. Paulie, it looks like we're going to have one weather game this weekend in the playoffs. That's it. Like the, the Bills-Dolphins game, it looks like it's going to be pretty clear in Buffalo. So they kind of catch a break there. But of course, the weather game is going to be in Santa Clara. It's the first game on the docket tomorrow, 49ers and the Seahawks. Niners lane, 9.5 in the game. The total is 42. And Kevin Roth is a meteorologist. He's with Roto Grinders, and he's kind enough to join us for a couple of minutes today. Talk about this game. He's on Twitter at Kevin Roth, Roth WX. Kevin, thanks for the time. How are you? 
I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm always game to talk some sports weather. It's what I do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can't wait to get your breakdown of this. So unfortunately for the folks who live up there in the uh, Bay Area, they are under a flood watch tomorrow. Um, can you tell us how bad this might be in Santa Clara leading up to the game and around kickoff? Yeah, so we've seen this pattern over the last two or three weeks in Northern California where you're getting these atmospheric rivers, which just means uh, these deluges of rain. And when they come through, you get some very high winds as well. Wind gusts 30 to 40 miles per hour. But it's only within this time frame of when that heavy band of rain pushes through. So yes, on Saturday, they're under a flood watch. And yes, they will see heavy rain. They will see gusty winds. But the more I look at these forecast models, the more and more they're coming into agreement here that that time frame of ugly weather is in the morning. It's before the game. So they're going to see the very heavy rains, the 30 to 40 mile per hour wind gusts through the morning. Mm. Then that main band pushes out. It'll be interesting to see how the field is at that point. Uh, and for the remainder of the day, you're looking at just some scattered showers, still wet, I think, for the game, still at least some off and on rain. But we're going to see winds of 10 to 15 miles per hour. And that's the big difference here. If you had 30 plus mile per hour wind gusts, we'd be talking huge impacts to the game. But because I think it's going to be more like 10 to 15, those wind implications really mean that this game should play mostly without big impacts. Okay. Now, the wet conditions, of course, at least some minor impacts there. Right. So then you think it's going to be like sustained winds of around 10, maybe 15 miles an hour throughout the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think sustained around 10 with gusts about 15 would be uh, my best guess there as far as winds. Um, and like, is it worth noting? Yes. But if this was going to be, let's say that that band of heavy rain moved in three hours later and impacted the game, I'd be betting it all on the under. But because of the timing of the system, I really don't see a massive impact to the game. I'm glad you mentioned the field because yeah. when they played at Candlestick, this was a big problem. The field couldn't take it, and it was a muddy mess. Do you think the field will hold up? Yeah, we'll see if they, you know, they learned their lesson on that, and maybe they built in some solid drainage here. This is essentially unprecedented rain in that area that they've uh -huh. been dealing with and that they're going to see. So even if they are prepared for what is normal, a heavy rain for them, that field might not hold up great to that morning rain. I think they've got a few hours to see it kind of dry out and drain out before the game gets going and before it starts raining again. Uh, my guess is that it's going to be okay, but that's one of those things where you're going to want to follow all the way up to kickoff to see if there are guys, you know, running and sliding and, you know, doing slip and slides on the field pregame, you know, we're going to see some mm -hmm. big issues. I don't expect that, but it is certainly something I'm going to be watching. Okay, so that based on the current model or models that you are looking at, the rain like will stop pouring down at approximately what time tomorrow in the Bay Area? I'd say you probably have maybe two, three hours before kickoff in the Bay Area um, when the heaviest of the rain clears before the game starts. Uh, and then at, at some point in the game, you're probably going to start to build in some scattered showers. And at times it could be, you know, moderate. I don't think you're going to see anything like the heavy downpours they'll catch in the morning. But I'd say off and on light to moderate rain throughout the game. And as we mentioned, those winds, less of an issue. By okay. Time. Okay. As uh, time has gone on in uh, your racket, uh, you're a meteorologist. How much yeah. more, uh, let's see here, the, the accuracy in your field, how much more accurate are we today compared to, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago? 
I mean, just remarkably. And yeah. it's not that I'm better. It's that computer modeling is better. The, the forecast models are just so much better that, you know, we're all better because of it. The one thing I'll say is that when you're talking about winds in general, those are very uniform across an area. So three, four, even five days out, I can have a pretty good idea of if it's going to be windy or not in a game. But with rain, a lot of times it can be so hit or miss yeah. or it's pouring two blocks from the stadium or from the ballpark um, that that still requires maybe, you know, a, a, the day of or a few hours before to really, really know. So with wind, especially, if, you know, if you're sports better, you're looking to bet unders and wind. I feel confident in that a few days out with rain in general. I really do not. Uh, and even for this system, yes, models have been in agreement. The heavy rain is going to be in the morning. But would I be fully shocked if we wake up tomorrow morning and the timing of that system has, has accelerated? I wouldn't. So it, it's something to definitely pay attention. That's why I keep the forecast updated uh, all the time on Twitter at Kevin Roth WX and on Roto Grinders. Um, I feel pretty good about this forecast, but we'll want to check back tomorrow. Very good. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And the reason why I say that is because I can specifically remember a game up in Seattle many years ago. Paulie, this is probably what, mid-2000s or so. It was a Monday night game, and the forecast at the time called for 100% chance of rain in Seattle. Kickoff came, not a drop. And we're yeah. just like, wait a second here, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, look, the rain can be so fickle that it really, you know, also, whoever ever says 100%, that's a poor choice. It's 90% at most if I'm giving it to you. Oh, is that right? You'll, yeah, you'll never okay. go above 90%? Yeah. I mean, 100%, you got to be damn sure and not just pretty sure. So uh, I like to keep it at 90s, yeah. I was going to say, have you ever been so sure about something that you made like a bold statement on the air? I'll shave my head if I'm wrong or anything like that, and it came back to bite you? Oh, I, I've never gone quite that far, but I, there in this industry, in this business, there are times when you are wrong. Like you guys, right? We're predicting the future. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. It's, Meteorology yeah. is predicting the future. And even with all the science and all the models behind you, Sometimes Mother Nature just wins, and you look like an ass. Like that, yeah. that happens. Uh, fortunately, it does not happen all that often. Yeah. And let me guess: uh, if and when you are wrong nowadays, the 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 feedback that you get not exactly positive from uh, the folks who might be living in a certain area. No, uh, you know, when I did the TV gig, you know, you'd hear about it occasionally if you got a forecast wrong. They do, oh, must be right. You know, must be great to get paid to be wrong. But now, because of <laughs> social media and because of Twitter uh -huh. and the, the money behind it in sports betting, oh, God. if a forecast goes wrong, you know, I know about it because my phone is blowing up on Twitter. I get like, you know, uh, 200 nasty grams. Are you a golfer? Uh, I, I dabble. Okay. I don't golf. Well, I dabble. Do you predict rain to clear the golf course? Have you done that? That's the pro move. Yeah. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just, that's what we all do. I don't know if you're aware. Yeah. That's, that's standard operating procedure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Typical move across the country. Paul. Like, come on. That's right. Uh, again, you can follow him on Twitter. He's at Kevin Roth WX and, uh, he's on at the Roto grinders as well. Kevin pleasure. Thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. Stay tuned to the forecast, and please bring me back on anytime. I'm always game. All right. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. And, and if he's wrong, again, you know where to go on social <laughs> media and attack him. I, I made the, the, the boldest comment I ever made if I was wrong on something was, uh, well, I've said I was going to shave my head before, but that wasn't as bold as this one. It was uh, the Jimmer Fredette draft. I was so sure that he was not going to slip beyond, I think, it's like the Jazz or the Kings were picking at 12 or something like that. And on the air, I said, if I'm wrong, I will go to a, a pool in Las Vegas and I will spell Jimmer's name in suntan lotion on my chest and I will sit there for two hours until it spells Jimmer yeah. on, on my body. Yeah. 
And uh, thank God I did not have to pay off that bet because he went before I, you know, whatever it was, 12 or 12 and a half, whatever. Yeah. He went 10th. Yeah. So he went comfortably ahead of where I thought. Didn't work out. I thought he'd be okay. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I'm, uh, so we're both from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I haven't lived there in 20 plus years. It was the, the default reaction from all locals when the weatherman or the meteorologist is incorrect. People just lose their minds. It, 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 my family used to gather around and watch the the, the radar channel and say, like, say, what do you care? Yeah. I mean, it was just That's infuriating. The, oh, it's going to rain. Yeah, who cares? I mean, they just fixated on, on what the weather's going to be. Isn't that incredible? I mean, if you're from certain pockets of the country, you know what we're talking about. It's like weather, weather, weather is story number one, two, and three every single day. Right. Now, if a snowstorm's coming, okay. Right. But like in the summer, like, you know. Yeah. It, it's astonishing. Good. I like that. The Larry David question. Clear the course. What an episode. Oh, it's so What good. an episode. <laughs> what is this guy predicted rain again? Look at him. What He's out of here. Tip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thought behind that is so good. All right. So uh, in theory, we're going to have... Now, this is the whole key to uh, the game, though, right? And the uh, the forecast. Can they clear the field in time? Is it made... Well, right. Remember, they, for, had, to, they had to call in George Toma. Madden loved them back in the day. The field was so bad in the, in the turf... That it'd be a wreck and they'd come call in Toma to save the day. You two. There was one year they played the Eagles. It was a mess. Several years. I mean, they couldn't take it. Candlestick. Well, remember. So if you get that, how can the field hold up here in Santa Clara? Remember early days uh, in Santa Clara, that field was uh, no bargain either. I mean, like patches of the field were missing. Guys were going to the turf ad nauseum. It was a problem on this field. Mm. That's many years ago. And like he talked about here, have they, I mean, have they had rain up there since? Of course. But this is like unprecedented for how much rain they're going to take, and whether or not they're going to be able to, like this field right. the way it was, you know, made and the people who uh, the architects behind this whole building. Um, let's let's hope that well, the technology and the I, the vision was there to make it be- way better than what it was yeah, in previous years. I really think this benefits San Francisco again because of their rushing attack. Seattle can't stop the run; you can't move it on San Francisco. You can't run on them. So then Smith's forced to throw. He's been a turnover machine. I don't ask much out of Purdy. You know, Dink and Duncan use the weapons. Yep. We'll recap last night's betting action. Upsets galore again. Hockey, college basketball, you name it. Win some, lose some. Coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Happy New Year, everybody. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for the latest lines, odds, and boost. Love the house specials. Good one up on total points in the playoffs. Tuesday hockey first goal insurance. Sunday football parlay insurance. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers. Chris Bennett joins the program now. He is the leading NFL odds maker and the director of risk here at Circus Sports. Chris, thanks for the time today. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing really well. Good, you sir. you had a tweet earlier in the week uh, when you made Super Bowl exactas and uh, when it became open for wagering here at this book and beyond. 20% hold on 98 selections. While two teams don't know who they're starting at quarterback this week, you must be out of your mind. Uh, a couple things on this. Um, is this popular? Like, Do people like to look at the Super Bowl exactas? And then how do you come up with the numbers? Do you, is it as simple as a two-team correlated parlay to win the AFC and NFC title games, or do you factor more into it than that? 
the public absolutely loves the Super Bowl exact market of everything we offer throughout the course of the year across all sports. I mean, this ranks right up there as maybe the most popular market. Wow. So I, have a, I, I have a lot of fun uh, coming up with the odds and, you know, trying to make them as competitive as possible. And I know, like, once we turn that thing on, we're just going to get a ton of tickets on it. And you've got various, you know, rounds to it where right now there's 98 possibilities. You look at any one possibility, it's at least, you know, like, 9 to 1 or higher. So everything from the public's perception is, oh, wow, this is a really good payout, you know, way better than if I just bet on this team to win the Super Bowl, regardless of what opponent they're playing against. Uh, so, you know, we'll shut it down this weekend, get down to our final eight teams and, you know, adjust the odds and, and we'll see a ton of action again leading into the divisional round and then into the conference championships. As far as the actual pricing, the most simplistic way to do it is to just parlay a team's Super Bowl odds to the other team's conference odds, and that's my starting point. And then after I kind of see where I'm at with that, I'll usually make some tweaks because I know they're going to want to bet on, like, the Chiefs and the 49ers, so I might lower those a little bit and raise uh, some of the other ones, like, the four through seven seeds winning their, you know, various opponents. And the more like precise or sophisticated way to do it would be to parlay each team winning their conference and then having, you know, a very specific championship matchup money line between those two teams. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't quite have my process that sophisticated at this point. Uh, and I think what I'm doing is close enough that, if I'm seeing action on certain combinations, then I can lower those and raise some other ones. And just all the money you're taking in on the, the normal Super Bowl and conference markets and the games themselves, like you have a lot of ability to maneuver here. So it's just another, mm. you know, outcome that gets added onto the pile of all of the, the NFL action that we get. Very good. Love it. You also did it for the World Cup, which was fantastic as well. How about a couple uh, look ahead lines here? What's the line next week? What do you make Bengals at Bills? Well, you know, we had that game that was supposed to be played in week 17, and it closed Bills minus two and a half at the Bengals, and it opened minus one. And yep. I had thought at the time that that minus one was just fine, but we had some sharp customers tell us that it wasn't. So, you know, I think we're all going to anchor pretty closely to that closing number and provided there's no like significant injury considerations um, from this point forward. I'm thinking bills minus four. Okay. Yep. Sounds about right. Vikings at 49ers. Of course that would presume the Vikings win this weekend. Sure. Right. It's very much in doubt uh, because they can't beat any team <laughs> by any comfortable margin. But that's a very even matchup, and certainly they can win this game. I'm thinking 49ers, seven and a half. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and Atlanta, Chiefs, Bills, neutral. Another game that was played earlier this year, but that was in Kansas City, and the Bills, I believe, closed two and a half. Kind of feels like it'll be about the same to me. 
Bills are probably favored by a little bit, but not three. Okay, and then because of this decision by the league, and we're talking to Chris mm-hmm. Bennett, director of risk, NFL odds maker here at Circa, they're putting this game in Atlanta in a dome. None of us agree with this. It's two outdoor teams. If we get this game, it should be played outdoors, but it's not. How much of a bump then, Chris, would you give the total in this game compared to if it was outside you know, uh, in January? So that's the thing about these totals uh, in the Midwest and the, the Northeast. You're making a number well in advance of the game being played, and you don't know for sure how windy it's going to be. And that's the most important thing. You know, the actual air temperature mm-hmm. matters a little bit, but it's all about that wind speed and, and wind direction. So if we just assume that it's not going to be like crazy windy game, uh, that the adjustment in points here, is, it's probably not like all that dramatic. Maybe, maybe a field goal. But yeah, it's just, it's all about the wind. Okay. Uh, has San, is San Francisco favored at Philadelphia? Uh, the way things, the way people are betting things right now, and the perception I have is yes, the 49ers are favored at the Eagles. Oh my Damn. God! Wow! Wow! Okay. Uh, one more thing here for you. What you have a lot of people that are outspoken there who work for for Circa. What's your what's your <laughs> what's your take on the industry right now? And people begging for refunds and, oh, there was an illness. Oh, there was an injury. Give me my money back. And some books are doing so. What do you think of what's go- of what the industry is right now and how it's changed the last couple of years? Yeah, for anyone that follows me on Twitter, I'm not particularly vocal about anything that is controversial because I'm not looking to get into arguments with mm-hmm. people I don't know on Twitter. And I should also clarify that no, nobody else at Circus Sports speaks for me, but I can say that complaining for refunds when that is not the, the rule that the sports book has established ahead of time for the grading of a given market, like I'm just not sympathetic to that. Like it's unfortunate how much people whine and complain about some things when like the rules are established, like, you know, hopefully every sports book is following those rules. That's, yeah what they need to be doing. And I really just try to spend as little energy as possible on all this stuff. Does that bother you more than books limiting people or, or is the begging for refunds worse? That's a good question. Uh, I have a, a disdain for each of those things, but there are gray areas as well. And so, you know, when it comes to, how a particular market is graded, well, it's possible that the sports book didn't do a very good job of, you know, declaring what those rules are ahead mm-hmm. of time. And then when it comes to, you know, limiting betters, well, you know, technically everyone is limited. Nobody can bet an infinite amount of money on a given market at any time. So we can disagree on like a given market, what's a, a fair bet. So I think there's plenty of, limiting going on out there that I would describe as unfair and like you shouldn't be allowed to have a sports book at some point if like somebody can't bet more than $50 on something. So I've made a lot of bets in my life. So I know exactly, you know, what other people are experiencing with that. And 
uh, drives me crazy to like see something on someone's board, especially if it's something that Circa doesn't offer, where I'll just say, yeah, they have this, but it's just for decoration. You can't actually bet it. Yeah. That stuff does annoy me. Everything we put up at Circa, you know, we try to say we're taking a fair bet to, and we'll continue to do that. And it does limit the overall size of our menu. So yeah, that, that can annoy me a little bit. You can follow him on Twitter. Not very active, but uh, he's there at <laughs> Bet Chris. Chris Bennett, our guest here, sportsbook manager, Circus Sports. Chris, thanks so much for the time today and the uh, perspective. We appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and All I'll right. go. I'll go one more here. The the p- people in in like Nevada complaining to books like Circa and others about oh, the yeah. Bengals and the Bills win totals. Yeah. They, Folks, they can't go against their, their house, house rules. rules. They can't do that. It's the easiest thing to understand. The commission would drop the hammer on them. Yes, they would. They would lose their license. Correct. If they go against their house rules. Right. The, the Nevada I mean, commission, the gaming commission, they don't screw around in this state. So, uh, and I know different, you know, jurisdictions are different across the country, but that's you. The complaining about certain things and that is just like astonishing to me. They expect the books to make an adjustment or an exception. When they can't. I mean, it's right there in the rules. Niners favored in Philly. Uh, he's uh, Wow. And Bill's two and a half on a neutral yeah, against the that, Chiefs. That surprised me too, yes. All right, we'll close up shop with uh, how we're attacking the weekend. In-pocket plays coming up next on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.